The word gulag means main camp administration, and the gulag itself was a, a bureaucratic institution that ran what eventually became many, many thousands of camps all over the, the, the what used to be the Soviet Union. Uh, there were camps in the far north, as most famously, but there were also camps in, uh, in on collective farms. There were camps in Moscow. There were camps all over the country. And the, the, the gulag was the camp system. And the word is also sometimes used to mean these, the system of terror, the arrests, the trials, uh, the transports, the, the, the organization of the camp system itself. I think archives do make an enormous difference in what we can know about the Soviet Union. Um, we, we have, of course, known from prisoners' memoirs, uh, from Solzhenitsyn, from writings at the time, we've known what life was like inside the camps. But until more recently, we didn't really understand what was the mentality of the people who created the gulag. So the people who, who planned it, the people who designed it, what did they think they were doing? Um, and there, the archives show us a number of interesting things. One is the degree to which they used economic language to justify the gulag. They, they described it to one another and to themselves as a, a project that would enhance economic growth in the Soviet Union. Um, they thought of prisoners as kind of cogs in the wheel and you know as lumps of clay or, or, or bits of steel that would be put into the production process. That's how they spoke of it. And of course that helps us to understand why it was possible for them to carry it out. They thought of it as a as a as something that was that was eventually going to be good for the whole society. And it didn't really matter who who died or who or who was injured along the way. Uh, archives have also shown us um, more precisely uh, where the camps were and how many there were. Um, again, we, we always knew vaguely that they were all over the place, but they've shown us uh, more, more specifically um, uh, that, that really almost every town, almost every province, almost every part of the USSR had a camp or camps in it. And that's something we can see from the archives too. It's very interesting because almost every survivor that I interviewed gave me a different a different version of his or her life. You know, I, I met some people who described to me their experience in the camps and laughed, you know, oh, it was so ridiculous. You should have seen the uniforms we wore. Um, I met one woman who sat in her kitchen with her very jolly and friendly daughter, and they recounted to me stories of, of her camp experiences, which of course had been 40 or 50 years earlier. Uh, and then I, I also met people who cried and who could hardly speak about it at all. Um, it, it's, it's almost as if there are as many there were as many ways to survive the camp and as many ways to be a, you know, a, a post-Soviet survivor as there are human personalities. I really, I don't think you could predict um, how anybody would behave once they got here, what, who would survive and why, and what qualities they would suddenly discover in themselves that would enable them to survive and really also to live afterwards, because there were many people who returned back home and were, were never really able to adjust again. Um, close friend of mine's father became an alcoholic and died quickly uh, as soon as he got home. It, it's a, it, was a, um, it was a system that tested people in very unexpected ways and often produced unexpected results.